Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The support system we have here, we may not have the fanciest things, but I've learned so much about life and being a better person. So sometimes I just feel like the jiu-jitsu is just an extra bonus on top of being a part of this. And I rolled it over, and it had maggots with eating all its belly, and it burned. It's obviously where fucking degenerate. Holy shit, dude! That's This is the jiu-jitsu lifestyle. How you like sleeping on the mat? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just chasing a dream, I guess. Nine seconds. This is it. Just go out there and do what you do. When you're getting your fucking hand raised, you get to throw up that fucking flex. That's the best feeling in the world, man. There we are, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. Very happy to have some special guests on the podcast today. We have Kyle Terra here, Mikey Musumeci, and Bear from Showy Rolls joining us remotely. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. How you doing? Did a little bit of content this morning. Um, how's your trip in Austin going so far? Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, very. Thank you guys for coming out. It was a very quick trip. You got in last night, got in this morning. Uh, what did you guys do this morning? Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you're filming? Uh, so I did. I fixed my game with Reed, and uh, basically we rolled, and I gave him some suggestions on some things like that he could add to his game. Yeah, I was very sad that I didn't get to do that one. Uh, fix my game is my favorite show, but but it's better because Reed's a little heavier than you, and uh, you're too light now for me since I'm an open weight person. <laughs> exactly, Mikey's an open weight, so that 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 brings up some exciting news. Uh, what do, you, what do you think about all that, Michael, with Mikey doing the open weight and all that stuff? Yeah, it was amazing. We'll get to that later. Uh, first off, I want to ask, did you watch the event over the weekend, the Who's Number One event? Yes, of course I did. Right after the plane from Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one of your friends, Roberto, yes. took out Keenan. What did you think about that match? Um, I've trained with Roberto since he was a blue belt, you know, and um, I've seen his progress through the years, and it's been amazing. And... Um, He's such a nice kid, and I'm so proud and happy for him. Kyle, you're actually somebody who called that one. What did you think going in that you thought not many people gave Roberto a chance? You you told me ahead of time Roberto was going to take it. What did you see? Um, I just think that Keenan was overwhelmed with Euros, you know, and then uh, Roberto would come in, like, hunting because, you know, he's fresh in the black belt, you know, he's so hungry, and he wasn't able to do Euros. So all his focus on was in this match. And Keenan was focused on every single match possible because he didn't know who was he, he was going to fight at Euros, you know. 
Where's Bear at? We haven't had Bear at. Where, where, Bear, what's going on out there in California? What's happening, Mikey and Kyle? The, the, new, the new tag team duo, the new tag team duo to take on the best jujitsu athletes in the world, any weight, any division. Finally, some exciting people in jujitsu. Thank you, along with the other guys that are exciting, of course. But some new shakeup for the jujitsu world. So, hello All guys. Right, so, What's up? So something I want to do, I want to play the video of Roberto trying to Barambolo Keenan and get your guys' thoughts on it. They're gonna. Ooh, I like that. If they can That's pull nice. it up. Awesome. The second asset there, LJ. No, no, not this one. This is this is oh, uh, God. this is like number three. Asset <laughs> uh, Our co-main event: Roberto go. Jimenez, Alianza, Las Vegas versus Keenan Cornelius Legion Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, right off the oh. bat, it's gonna pull. Expect fireworks in this match as Roberto pulls guard right away. Still got a lower card. Keenan now looking to bear polo potentially keenan cornelius is well how ironic would that be ricardo because <laughs> you know as we uh as he's made no secret keenan not the biggest fan of the baron bolo but does respect its ability just all right so he got two off of yeah. it almost got to the back what do you think looking at that transition there because you're a baron bolo guy yes. yourself so uh it was beautiful how roberto went for the back he did the underhook um i love doing that as well it's a very good control um, I think because it was Roberto's first tournament in black belt, he was nervous and shaky, and he didn't have the confidence to finish the back. But I'm almost certain the next time they fight, he'll finish and take the back. Really? Mm-hmm. So you think that the little he was a little nervous, and so he did, didn't get it, but he would have got it normally. Yes, he's yeah. building his confidence this time, you know. And it, it's like that. Like I, when I first got my black belt, I was in a similar spot with Joao Miao. I almost got the back with Bernbolo, and... Um, I missed it because I froze, and because it's your first time in black belt, you know it's a very nervous, crazy time. So as he gets more experience, he's gonna be way better, and he'll get to those positions and finish those positions. Something I wanted to ask you guys about: uh, What did you think after Euros when we put you into the pound for pound number one spot? Uh, How do you guys feel about that? Either one of you, what do you guys think? I mean, you were pretty adamant at the tournament. You already, you thought he was already. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it wasn't this time that he was able to win the absolute, you know, but he definitely uh, proved that he can go, you know, toes to toes with anyone, no matter what, what size they are. You know, the, the match could have gone his way, you know. Yeah. Um, and his way, he's undefeated for so many years, you know. And in two ways, really. Yeah, exactly, in two yeah. ways. And, yeah. no, and no one is undefeated in both ways. Yeah, there's nobody who's the best in, in both ways right now. I mean, I think something a lot of people misconstrue is they think pound for pound means the absolute champ. Mm-hmm. But pound for pound means who who's the best if they were all the same exactly. size. And, I mean, he's exactly. barely losing to a, a super heavyweight world champion. That really mm-hmm. is a statement right there. And I, I don't know if you know this, you're the first American, first non-Brazilian to hold that, that title. There's only been That's a handful easy. of guys that had it. But uh, another thing we need to talk about, two divisions. You think it's going to happen? Uh, right now, Professor Kyle is working with IBGF trying to get it to happen, you know, because obviously that's my dream. Um, I, I want to really fight in both divisions so bad. Uh, when I do one division, I feel bad that I'm not in the other division and vice versa. So I really would love the opportunity to face everyone and just fight both divisions. I don't care their opponent. I just want to fight everyone. You don't think uh, it would be a little difficult having to do – I mean, I guess they do it when they do the absolute, the yeah. bigger guys. It'd be like eight matches, 
but um, I feel like I train every day so many rounds. It's just like training. It doesn't matter. What about the quick intervals? You know, the absolute takes place in the morning or the day before for most of the rounds. Uh, if you're doing two divisions, they're pretty much running concurrently. You'd be running from mat to mat potentially. Honestly, it doesn't bother me because it would be one time. I think that if it was separate parts of the day, I'd actually be more tired. Because it's one time my body will just be in the mode like training. Who who came up with this idea? Was it Kyle? Did you come up with this idea? To be honest, we had the idea at the same time, which is insane. I talked to him about it, and then he had a dream about this idea, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the day before. So it was like really meant to be. What happened in the dream? No, I just thought, hey, what if he actually did both divisions? Yeah, you know, that's what I was dreaming of because it's very possible that he can win both. So what, you would go out, like, final, maybe fight Bruno Malfasini, and then a few matches later fight Juan Miao or Paulo Miao or yep. something? That'd be pretty crazy, It'd yeah? be amazing. Um, yeah, I don't really care the opponent. Yeah. You know, it's um, everyone, 141, 127, I would love to just fight them all. And then, hopefully, next year, Feather. Fair. Fair. What do you think about uh, Mikey fighting two divisions? I mean, like you said, let's 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 get him against both guys, and I think he'll mop up the rooster weight. I think he'll mop up the light featherweight easily. <laughs> of course, he'll have some tough fights, right? But that's, no, so many tough I fights. Think, <laughs> I think I think he'll literally win both those divisions, and I think I think um, I think like he said in the future, even go for feather. I honestly think Mikey can um, kill all three of those divisions: rooster, light feather, and and featherweight, in all honesty. And that's just me being a jiu-jitsu geek and knowing Mikey's potential. Um, and Kyle knows it probably more than anybody, but I think, and that's me being 100% honest, not even being biased. I'm just looking at the past champions in those divisions, and I think Mikey can um, beat any of those guys, and that's just pure honesty. Kyle would be able to share that more than anybody else. Oh, yeah. First of all, I think that he can beat anyone in any size, you know? <laughs> not just not just on the, <laughs> up to feather. Featherweight too, huh? Bears yeah. calling for him to win featherweight. You've talked about doing featherweight eventually. What do you think about going featherweights? I would love to go feather. Like, um, if IBJJF lets me do divisions, I would love to this year do rooster light feather, and then the next year light feather and feather. Have you gone up against any of those big name featherweights before? Um, I've never fought the Mateus Gabriel or yeah. any of them. Um. Just the thing with Mateus Gabriel too is he used to be a light feather guy. Yeah. So uh, are we gonna are we gonna stop at featherweight? Or are you gonna keep getting bigger? Are we gonna? Stay I want to go to middle. I want to. You want to go to middle? I want to just keep going up divisions. <laughs> <laughs> the heavier the division, the less diet I have to do. <laughs> Will you be increasing your your strength and conditioning as you go through this process? Right now, I do zero conditioning. Um, if I did conditioning, I would gain muscle. You know, so I You're pretty do. jacked though. I just saw you putting the mic on a minute ago. You're pretty pretty ripped up for somebody who doesn't do any strength and conditioning. Yeah, like um I guess the way I train and stuff it makes you in really good shape, you know. But um not I the really, way but the amount. The amount I train. <laughs> yes. Oh okay, the amount. How much do you train? A lot. Um What's a normal day look like or a week? Usually twice a day, but the volume I train is ridiculous. You know. Just a lot of rounds or just what? A lot of more studying for my mind. Exactly. The, the thing is, your body can just train this much, you know, but, you know, your mind can train this much. The, the problem with Mike is that, you know, uh, you know, some people train three, four hours a day on the mat, but Mike is training 12 hours a day because he's training eight hours his mind. Really? 
What are you studying jujitsu? What are you doing? Just for obsessing about jujitsu positions. Always jujitsu is on my mind. Even when I'm in bed about to sleep, I'm figuring out positions in my mind. How much drilling do you do? Um, depends how physically up to training I am, but yeah. sometimes two to three hours. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, yeah. Three hours a day. And then what, a couple rolling sessions? A couple rolling. All right, all right. One long, one a mm-hmm. little bit shorter. I, I think now you're rolling against uh, bigger people for the first time, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, since I've been on this open weight path, uh, my main drilling partner, Henato, he's 240 pounds. So I've just been focusing on that new body type for me. And it's so fascinating because the length of their limbs are completely different. And all the, everything is different. Like, all the positions I'm practicing, I have to alter now for this body type. And it's making me all excited because all my concepts and stuff are getting altered from what I had with people my size with their limbs and even their base and their weight distribution and stuff like that. What's the biggest challenge uh, rolling someone that size or adjusting your game? Um, more frames. Like, you can never let the person not ha- not put weight on you because when they put weight on you, that's when they have – pressure but if you could keep their weight off of you they can't um they can't use their weight on you and it uses their weight against them because they get tired putting their weight on a wall you know what i mean so it makes them get tired kaya what kind of um uh techniques and ideas you've been exploring with mikey as you're coaching him through this absolute uh challenge i guess you want to call it well um the good thing about mike is that for a very long period of time he used to train only with smaller guys. And because of that, his body's not very beat up. You know, he's a very, he has a very healthy body. You know, at his age, my body was completely destroyed already. <laughs> you know, um, so the only thing is that we want to adapt the techniques that he's good at to bigger, you know, to bigger people. Because their reactions are a little bit different but he understands the technique. So to change or adapt a little thing, it's easy, which is much harder if he was just mimicking everything, didn't understand anything, and then he wouldn't be able to do the big guys because he wouldn't be able to adapt. But the transitioning is being very, very fast. Of course that, you know, he hasn't played every scenario yet, but the more we go, the you know, the better he will get. So I, I think it's, we're like six months, you know, away from from being like perfect at that, you know, uh, that no matter what size. Arrangement, yeah, yeah. Mikey, I got a question from a fan. Renee Sue's online wants to know, do you think about jujitsu more or think about pasta more? <laughs> um, both equally. <laughs> Eight hours a day thinking of pasta? A lot of time. <laughs> I could eat it for breakfast, honestly. <laughs> No, it's because um, when he's drilling, he's thinking of pasta. Exactly. When he's, you know, uh, eating, he's thinking of jujitsu. Yeah, so yeah, vice yeah. versa. <laughs> yes. There you go. He's uh, a multitasker. How many days a week do you eat pasta? Every day. Seven days a week. All right. There's the secret, guys. If you're out there, you want to know how to get on Mikey Musumeci's <laughs> level. Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible seeing you go out there and do the open class. Like you said, it's, it's like opening up uh, a new angle at jujitsu for you because – the techniques you used to do against Sage Wild Meow, it's not the same there. you got to figure out new stuff. Yeah. Hey, Bear. Bear, you've been yes, around sir. the scene a long time. What do you think about a light feather rooster weight world champion going into the open class, man? Like, how, how, what do you just think about that situation? 
I think first of all, Mikey has like big ass balls and like, he's got like, he's got heart that like mo most people won't put on the line, you know, like people don't understand like how important it is to win your division first. So they don't want to compete in the open class. So it doesn't like, it doesn't benefit them, but for Mikey to be able to like explore in some of these things and do it. I mean, it's very similar to like Lepre going into Europeans last year. Like he didn't have to do that, you know, but, but he's giving it a shot. And I think that's what makes it exciting, you know, like, um, and I think that's what I, in all honesty, the sport needs somebody like Mikey. There's not many people like this that come around till every five or 10 years, you know, like we have Bushesha before Bushesha, we had other people, you know, and Mikey's one of those new people that like is willing to try and do different things. So it's like, you know, he could easily just sit in rooster or light feather and like mop it up all day for the next, like, you know, five or 10 years, but like, he's okay with trying new things. And like, um, I think that's very, very interesting for our sport and for our culture. And I think Mikey's one of the most popular and is probably going to be one of the most popular superstars in our sport over the next five or 10 years, just because of him exploring during this part of his career, you know, and he's jeopardizing and he's putting a lot at risk, but he's finally an interesting person that we can kind of, the people can follow that people get around because it's stuff that people are interested in and not, not taking anything away from all the other champions and stuff, but like, which rooster weight's going to fight up two classes or three classes. It's different if you're a lightweight and you want to fight rooster weights, but I mean, what small guy is going to want to fight two or three weight classes above and give it a shot, you know? So I, just as a fan of the culture and the sport, like I'm all for it, whether it's Mikey or anybody else that has Mikey's results, let's like, let's make it interesting. And I think that's what makes it very, very fascinating. And Mikey's the most humble kid around and the nicest, um, the nicest kid around. But I mean, Kyle can, speak on all that stuff. But I mean, my, he said, my, Kyle said he can, you know, fight with the best weight classes around from heavy to super heavy. But in all honesty, like I, I'm wondering if Kyle thinks like today, the great people of the light, the rooster weight divisions, like, you know, the, the Cobrinas, the Hoffas, um, and the guys of almost Kyle's generation. If, if Kyle thinks Mikey can, you know, compete and beat guys like that, who are kind of like people who led the higher divisions, even, you know, um, I'm curious on that, on Kyle's perspective on that, you know. Um, you're talking about Cobrini and Hafa? He's asking how do you think Mikey would do against Prime, Cobrini, and Hafa, I think. That's so hard to respond because it's, you know, such a long time ago and Jiu-Jitsu has evolved so much. Of course, that today's Mikey, it's the evolution of Jiu-Jitsu. So you can't compare to Hafa five, ten years ago, you have to compare to Rafa today because he's a better technician today than he was before. As an athlete, he's probably better before. But as a technician, he's better today. You know, so it's a very hard to compare those times because technique-wise, Mike is better. You know, but of course, today's Mendes, today's Cobrinha are also better technique-wise than back in the day. Yeah. So, Mikey, I mean, Bear just brought that up. Legends, if the, if you could go back in time and fight some legend around your size, who would you go with? Uh, I don't know. Um, for me, fighting Malfasini was... Yeah, that's that it, right? He, yeah. 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 All right, so let's go to Euros because that was a big thing. That was big news recently. I think we're, we're going to go in, we're going to watch some of the absolute matches and, and break them down with you guys. But first, I want to hear from you guys. How did this come about? 
how did you guys decide you're going to fight in the open class? What what was the motivation behind it? Because it really surprised people. Um, so the thing is, if Mikey competed at Brewster as he was supposed to, and then he beat Bruno, he beat Talisson, and then he would go to Worlds, and he already did everything. He already did the rematch with Bruno. You know, had he beat Talisson, he already beat Talisson. So what would be the motivation to do Rooster? You know, he goes to Light Feather. It, it's a stack division, but some of the big names, like the Meow, they're not there. So he does a Light Feather, wins, but, you know, what, what is it out there for him? So, you know, I start implementing on his head, you know, maybe it's the time to start, you know, challenging yourself more, you know. And now he's fired up, you know, because it's not just like winning Euros. He did that. He won his weight class. But he also, you know, got the opportunity to see that there's so much more out there. Mikey, what was your reaction when uh, Kyle brought that up to you about doing the open class? Um, so I don't really train with any heavyweights. Like um, the last three, four years, I trained with no heavyweights because I, I feel like that's a lot of impact on your body and I didn't want to get injured. Or, so I always just trained with small guys. But... Um, then um, even drill, even drill, yeah, always drilling and and training just with small guys, you know. And then um, Kyle would always tell me like, "You're so strong, like your positioning is so strong. It doesn't matter the size of the person." But I was always like, uh, "They're so big, you know." But um, he kept saying this to me over and over. And then um, for Europeans, um, he was like, "Mikey, this is the time. Let's do it." And I always, I really believe in him when he when he thinks of something, you know, um, he's usually right. So I I really try to listen, and um, he thought it was time to do it, so we did it. What do you guys think when the brackets dropped and you see that second round you're gonna have a 400 pound like welcome to the absolute you're gonna have a 400 plus pound <laughs> guy? What do you guys think about that? You know, to be honest, the match with Muhammad or with anyone else would have been so different. If he didn't have so much impact on his body, a match before. Yeah. My neck was completely, like, out from that match. My legs buckled which, after the fight. Which we Freaking do crazy. have to thank IBJJF because they, you know, got a doctor, you know, a professional doctor to work on his back, to work on his neck. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to, to keep on competing. All right. Well, let's uh, – wait, hold on. Though. Before we jump in. You predicted accurately the day before the brackets. You said, "Hey, Mikey's gonna, Mikey's <laughs> gonna Kyle get." Kyle always knows the brackets. I know, but we, we, people out there should know this. Kyle told Who's me twenty four hours before. Yeah, he's gonna face Keenan and Ma or Muhammad and Keenan back to back. You'll wait, and then the brackets drop. That would have happened, and it was just like, how? How do you know that? A lot, a lot of time studying, a lot they of time looking math. at the rankings. Yeah, they points. know who's got Grand Slam points and everything. Yeah, you have to calculate. There's a lot of time wasted. But it's important to, you know, like start planning, you know, how we're going to play. But we didn't count with Seif. Yeah. You know? We did not count on that. You know? yeah. <laughs> that was a <laughs> So that morning, for, before my first match, Seif um, was fighting another guy. And uh, I knew how big he was. Like, you heard him. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I didn't know this yet. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the mat and Kyle comes up to me. I'm like, oh, did he win? Because I'm going to have him next match. And Kyle says, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, no, not okay. The guy before, he just broke both his ribs. Yeah. <laughs> he hurt almost everyone he went against at this tournament. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. 
LJ, if you could pull up uh, the asset. There we go. Oh, my God. So we're going to watch. It's not the most beautiful match. Not a lot of jujitsu. But what do you think when you're squaring up with this guy? Were you like, oh, man, what are you thinking? I really prepared my mind for anything for this tournament, you know. Um, I really was in, like, another place mentally. You know, yeah. like, I really zoned my mind out. And I was willing to take whatever pain this guy would give me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you got to – this is a guy who – he passed Muhammad Ali's guard the next day. This guy is no joke. Like, he's been on the podium at Euros two years in a row. So you square up with him. You just sit down right away. Uh, you played a lot of collar sleeve here. Is that, is that what you were thinking? Making distance as much yeah, distance yeah. as possible. You can't, you can't let him get your head or anything. No, yeah. no, no. And, um, he can definitely not close his guard. Right, right there. You <laughs> no, can't, no, no, can't no. close the guard. Look at all that weight he's oh putting on your face. God. How did that feel right there? <laughs> so it's funny because it was really like a neck crank on my neck. Yeah. Like it was really, really hurting my neck, you know. And um, I don't know. I, I don't think this should be a legal move. Yeah. Or I don't think this move really exists. You know, unless it's like a guy three times your size. The 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 thing is, people don't understand. They watch on TV. He looks, oh, you know. Yeah. But his partners, the the you know the black belts that trains with him daily, came to us after. You know, we're like, I don't know how you did this. <laughs> you know, this is all four hundred pounds on your face right there, man. Um, were you frustrated? Were you getting angry down there? Because you're not really able to do your game very well. I I had the mindset where I didn't care about the pain. Um, I was in a lot of pain, but I just zoned it out, and I just listened for my coach's voice and just tried to follow what he said, you know. And then at the end of the match, I got up, and I always do thumbs up to him because I don't really know what's going on. And uh, we got through the fight. <laughs> yeah, right there, you just, right there, you sort of looked over at the clock, like, man, when's this going to be over? But uh, yeah, thankfully, I, I was worried that maybe a ref might try and give him an advantage, for, like that collar choke from the. But they, they never give it for that. Thankfully, it was more uh, just a neck crank on okay. my neck, you yeah. know. Um, that's why my neck was out the whole next day, and I could barely invert the next day, or even fighting Ali, I couldn't yeah. really go on my neck at all. Right no. there. Did you feel the crowd? Because the crowd was way. That was the there. best thing yeah. I've ever felt in my life. So the adrenaline and the energy from the crowd. Uh, the the most I ever felt was when I fought Malfasini with the handshake thing. Uh, and this yeah. was times a million that yeah. that feeling with the crowd. You know, times a million. And Kyle told me before I did the open weight that it would be the most like I ever feel that energy of the crowd. And it's addicting that feeling. It's insane. All right. So now. You had him, which, I mean, that's not the ideal open-class match for you because there wasn't a lot of jiu-jitsu there. No. It was just him. It was just a, and it completely just broke down my body, my yeah. arms, my legs, my neck, my back. What did you guys think about the Ali match when you got it? What what, were you, what do you guys think going in there? Going in or afterwards? Before. What do you guys so think about So going in, yeah. uh, Kyle ran and got me ice, and I'm laying face down on the mat like this, <laughs> and he's trying to massage my arms. He's having people like legs. Legs, yeah, back, and then neck. and then Kyle comes you up. You didn't to even me. feel it. <laughs> and then, and then Kyle comes up to me. I'm like completely on the floor. Like I'm not doing any. I'm just like this. Like I'm so beat up. And Kyle comes up to me and says, "No, it's time to fight Lee." All right. So you weren't thinking about anything, Kyle. What did you think? How did you think that Mikey matched up with Ali going into that match? Everything that we planned. That that's the whole problem. The, everything that we planned. It was like okay. Now it's a completely different situation because Mikey is completely beat up, you know? So in the, in the beginning, we're like, okay, you're going to have to survive for the first five minutes. 
And as you warm up your body, because you're too beat up now, then you can start fighting. And it was exactly like that. Like the first five minutes, I felt so timid and shook. Like really, uh, I didn't feel good, you know. And then the next five, I started getting more confidence and my body started like opening up more. And I started feeling more energy. Uh, and I just gave it all I had, you know. I was, um, we had the mindset that regardless of the result, we were there to fight, you know. Yeah. Um, that was the whole thing. I showed my mind that didn't matter how I feel. Like I was there to fight the top guys, and I was not gonna quit or give up ever. Yeah, I was. I was sort of worried after the Saif match whether you'd be able to even do the Alima because you sort of limped off the mat. It looked like your hips or your back or something. It was like yeah, my knees buckled after yeah. the fight when and when I collapsed onto the mat in the back. You know, um, so it was really I didn't. It, but at not at one point. This whole tournament, even when I felt horrible, always in the past, I would be like, okay, I shouldn't fight. Yeah. Not one point did I think in my mind, I shouldn't fight. Bro, I was there to fight. I'm in the division. I'm going to fight. All right, let's get to the next one, uh, LJ, if you can pull up the uh, the next S at the Ali match. All right, right here. Black belt world champion. He double pulled with you. You got to, I mean, you're going to do some jiu-jitsu here. You got to the underhook. Yeah, Ali has amazing jiu-jitsu. That's why it was so much fun fighting him, yeah. you know. I really enjoyed rolling with him. It was a lot of fun. So Just completely different, like, the, the size of his limbs and body type. That was, like, throwing me off guard a little bit. Yeah. You know? Like, here, with someone my size, I feed the sleeve here. Yeah. And I could start working waiter and, like, omoplatas and stuff. But he could just deadlift and take my leg off, you know? So that was, like, weird, like, how he does this. You know, it doesn't exist <laughs> in my division. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Was that eye-opening for you? You're like, oh, man, you see, this guy's this should strong. not have been an advantage. Because my knee never yeah. left my that. chest. The knee's so on the chest the whole time. Kyle, Kyle says, you told me the next day, no advantage there in your opinion. There should not be an advantage there. It's yeah. not on my opinion. Yeah. That's, it's a, you know, that's a rule. Mm -hmm. I think maybe they just didn't didn't count in how short Mikey's legs are. Like, like his no, legs they, were, uh, both of the refs cannot see. Okay, the you know, they're in the wrong angle. Yeah. They cannot see Mikey's leg on Muhammad's chest. So right there, you think he should be down just a double pull advantage? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then by ref decision, Mikey was the one who attacked more. In my opinion, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. How did uh, how strong did Ali feel when you're locking up with him out there? So first, after fighting the 400 pound guy, I was like, "Crap, is this how all these guys feel?" So then when I fought Ali, I was very timid at first because. That 400-pound guy was, like, the strongest, heaviest thing I've ever felt in my life. So then when I fought Ali, I started with being like, wow, uh, he's really big, but he doesn't feel anything like the other guy, you know? Yeah. And I started getting more confidence as the fight went on. Alma Plata right here. Yes. Walk us through this. What's going on here? So I love collar sleeve Alma Platas, and I set it up perfectly. But just when he deadlifted, like, we really didn't know where to go from here, you know? Um, I, this is a spot I have to improve on, obviously, you know, cause yeah. I, I, everyone's, I could go for the leg, they go to 50, 50 or whatever, but I'm losing a submission, you know, like, yeah. uh, in my mind, I'm very stubborn. And if I have a submission, why would I want to leave a submission to go somewhere else? You know, Kyle, what do you think he's got to do there being held up in the air by a big guy like that with Oma Plata? This is a situation that happened to me so many times in the absolute as well, you Sucks. know, it, it's. It's something that, you know, we've been working on, but it, it, there's not a lot that we can do, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because what do you weigh, 140-something? Like, During this, I was about 139. Yeah, that's, that's nothing for Ali to deadlift. <laughs> uh, no, the Ali, honestly, 
was the perfect match. Like, we really wanted that match. Because, you know, like, for example, Keenan, he's a very technical guy, yeah. but he's not very athletic. He's athletic, of course, but yeah. not in the level of Ali. But Ali's super athletic, super technical, you know, so he's the perfect uh, 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 person for Mikey to test jiu-jitsu. Right here, Mikey sweeps, and I heard you yelling. You're saying, Mikey, sweep, get on top, and then you know what you got to do when you get on top. Oh, that I'm not going to say. 50-50's got to be tough to get into a 50-50 battle with a guy 100 pounds heavier than you, huh? Yeah, um, definitely. This is a great moment, uh, too, right here. But it's funny because... Right here, almost to the back. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here, Mikey? <sighs> I, this is so frustrating to watch. Um... I started taking the back, and I'm, my whole my mind is doing the position, and it's going for the back, but my body just freezes, you know, and um, I just froze and in a spot I would never freeze, you know. Did you sort of get surprised? Like, man, I got to the crab ride. Like, I guess that's what I happened. Thought, yeah. You know, um, I never really freeze here, and I should have taken the back here, you know. Uh, that's why I say I'm in bola prison. Because I, I suck at Burn Bowl until I make up for this Burn Bowl. <laughs> You're in Bolo Prison right now. Bolo Prison. Until you get uh, somebody, the big guy's back. All right, so <laughs> the 50, like, let's go back to 50 50. How did it feel his Okay, strength? so look at this position here. So yeah. when uh, Professor Kyle showed me this position a lot of times, uh, I put the hook and I go to north south. Uh -huh. So I kind of forgot that Muhammad was a big guy. Yeah. And I started going for this position <laughs> and I started going to north south. And then I'm like, wait a second. He's not a small guy, and then he just throws me off. <laughs> so, um, with the usually here, I get north south when I hook, and then I go to north south. These kind of shimmy up their waist and go to north. Yes, south? I, see. Uh, I learned that from him. Um, That's cool. It's a very good position, but I just forgot that I was fighting a big guy. <laughs> And that's what I mean about altering moves for the bigger guys. You know, Absolutely. I can't do the same positions that I do in my division. Yeah, but I mean, look at that. You're hanging right there with him. What are you thinking here when this is going on? What's going through your head as a coach, Kyle? No, Mikey fought very well. He fought He fought this very technical. You know, what missed for him was to believe in himself more. And I think now that he does, and with a fresh Mikey, you know, like, he can beat anyone. Yeah, anybody, any weight. Again, another bolo prison reason. <laughs> um, yeah, you almost got to the back a few times. Uh it's just different, right? It's just a different adjustment getting to that crab ride. The hip control, yeah. the positioning to keep the back is completely different, you know. But now you're training with the big guys. You're going to be used to it. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm going to immediately switch to uh, drilling with people this size, you know. And and it's completely different. And it feels now like Muhammad felt, you know. So that's what we're working now. And I'm starting to see openings, like just like in my division, you know. And that's where we're discussing how to how – to, and now... Um, Had the angle on the back a little bit there. Kind too. of what we've been working is uh, new setups, you know, and um, now uh, now I'm going to him and he's helping me with the finishes now because the finishes are what's tricky with the big guys, you know, because of how big they are and how they can explode and get out of spots more with the volume of their bodies, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see that Mikey got into many amazing positions but couldn't finish because sometimes the... The size or, you know, the strength. Yeah. That's the tricky part. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Ali's no joke. Did you ever think you were going to end up having a match with Muhammad Ali in your career? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So um, when I looked across the mat, like, before the match, and, you know, like, when you um, you look and you see your opponent, 
you know, and I'm used to seeing like a rooster weight, light yeah. feather. My last IBGGF was rooster, you know, yeah. so I see nice small people, and then I look across the mat, and this freaking Muhammad Ali, like 6'5", you know? <laughs> oh my god. It you was guys, crazy. Even though you guys didn't, I mean, like Kyle, you said the day before, we didn't come here to participate, basically. We came here to win. Even though you guys didn't walk away with that gold medal. It was a win for us. It was a win for you guys, you feel? I think it was a win because, one, Mikey saw that he can beat anyone. I lost my fear. You know, I lost you know, my yeah. fear of fighting these guys. True, one thing Mikey fought very it, well. Yeah. It was great jiu-jitsu to play. So you told me later that day you're going to do the pans, open class. Is that still the plan? Are you guys still thinking pans? Yes, that's still the plan. You know, we have some bumps on the way because, you know, we have, we're signing with a couple super matches. And our initial goal is to actually win Brazilian Nationals Absolute. Okay. Oh, you know? really? That's yes. a dangerous one. Nicholas Marigal is usually lurking in that Absolute. Uh, you know, Santos and and, and who is better than, you know, than test your jiu-jitsu than Marigal or Herbert? Herbert Santos? Yes, They're all exactly. dangerous. Mikey Which one of these guys is in danger? Mohamed is safe. Mohamed is safe. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on death row. <laughs> hey, Bear. I forgot. Sorry, Bear. I forgot you were there. Bear, what do you think about Mikey and Brazilianos versus Herbert? What about this potential matchup? Man, like Mikey said, every day he's on death row, but just as long as he never goes back to Bolo prison. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of Bolo prison. Bolo, Bolo is a thing. That's, my, that's, that's what I'm taking back from this. Not, that's not like being in Bolo prison. Hey, so get, get him printing up the show your own Bolo prison shirt. Bolo prison. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. You got to give like him that. some percentage, Bear. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, that's a good manager. <laughs> but uh man i like it going after the brazilian that's going to be a fun one because you i mean the brazilians love you the brazilians take you as one of their own i think because you post in portuguese all the time you that they'll be cheering for you down there for sure so practically brazilians love mikey. everybody <laughs> right. loves mikey not just the brazilians everybody everybody does yeah we had to when, when we were taking you to sign up for the open class we had to put your hood tight oh my god that was crazy. you couldn't go five feet without someone taking a it's because to me in jiu-jitsu there isn't like an American jiu-jitsu, there isn't a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We're all one family, you know. And I think I represent that in the jiu-jitsu community. Like, there's no country, there's no anything. There's just respect for everyone, you know. It doesn't matter where you're from. I try to show respect to everyone. All right. So, Kyle, you were talking about super fights. You guys are talking. You guys are thinking super fights. You guys thinking super fights against people your own size or are you going to be looking for super fights against people bigger whoever shows up yeah you know people are scared to up. fight mikey people are scared to fight mikey hold on I'll put bear on the screen <laughs> bear people people are scared to fight him they're scared to fight mikey 100 percent. i wouldn't want to fight mikey shit why is anybody else going to want to fight him if you took the top if you took the light the best people in the world at world championship and you asked them to fight mikey they wouldn't want to fight him. Like, like they're scared. Like, in all honesty, maybe not Bushesha. I take it away. Maybe not Bushesha. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, not Bushesha. You know, of course, like Lepre and some of the guys. You know, but um, anybody else besides them, I think they're scared. I'm, in all honesty, I think they're scared, and I would, I would be too. All right. So, what what super fight you guys got coming? Well, we didn't sign any contracts yet. We're, you know. We're going to actually sign one today. Yeah. Hopefully, Mikey will be competing at BJJ Stars. You okay. Know? And uh, I think when me and you were talking before this, 
I think you were, you had the idea of putting a little challenge out there, right? It's not that I'm putting a little challenge or anything like that. You know, I'm not here to challenge anyone, and I don't want to sound disrespectful. What I'm telling is, you know, it's been hard to find a match to Mikey. Like, you know, you've been trying to find a match for him, and you can't find Yeah, people don't no want it. No one wants to fight him. So I'm not challenging anyone, and, and I want to make it clear that, you know, a couple of years ago, Gordon Ryan is who started all this, like, you know, taking his purse away and saying, you know, I put, you know, my money here. Anyone who wants to bet with me, you know, I'm putting all my purse and, you know, let's do a challenge, you know. Uh, and initially, everyone thought, you know, he was crazy, delusional, and myself included. But what I realized is that he just believed in himself. And that's how much I believe in Mikey as well, you know? So I am willing to put like 10,000 of my own money to bet with anyone who wants to put 10,000 and fight him too. There it is. (laughs) That's the seed, as they say. Bear, what do you think about that? Kyle, I'll add some money to that. I'll add some money to that. Bear, can you make sure Bushesha doesn't accept? (laughs) (laughs) Bushesha's out of the picture. Awesome. (laughs) Bushesha and Mikey are friends. We're not talking about Bushesha. All right, Bear, what were you saying? No, I said said, anybody besides Bushesha. Yeah, man, I think like Kyle's like, Kyle wants to put money out there. I'll put money out there. I believe in Mikey, you know, and I think, like Kyle said, it's not to be disrespectful. Like it's not, it, it could be a hundred dollars. It could be a thousand dollars. It could be $10,000. The reality is we just want to see the fight happen. And we believe in Mikey that much, but the reality is uh, you guys know, Kyle's been trying to make fights. Mike's been trying to make fights. People are scared. And, and yeah. like we said, like, let's, let's ask the best world champions in the world. Who wants to fight Mikey? Uh, can you pay me a million dollars? Can you pay me a million dollars? <laughs> Like, so really, right? Like, we're not even trying to be disrespectful. We just want, we're just saying we really believe that Mikey can beat all these guys in these specific divisions. That's all it is. It's not to be disrespectful saying they're not like the best world champions in the world or anything like that, but it's, it's real. Mikey will beat all these guys. Like, it's crazy, but it's, it's real. Like, so, Bear, what are you doing? Taking I, side bets on this? Hey, I'm in. I'm in. So, let me, <laughs> let me know, let me know what we need to do to make some fights happen. And, um, you know, if Mikey and Kyle are into it, you know, we'll talk on the side. And I think, like, let's just make good fights happen. Let's make jiu-jitsu interesting again. And Mikey's a good kid. He doesn't. He just wants to go out there and compete and respect everybody. It's not even Mikey. He just wants to fight the best people and be respectful. Me and, me and Kyle just believe in the kids so much. And that's the reason why. We're, we're just trying to make interesting fights. And people don't want to, you know, risk, their, risk what they've built and their world championships and lose to Mikey. But, I mean, tell me who else is a rooster way, a light feather way to... Uh, a, a, a featherweight and even uh, that wants to make these fights happen. That That's an accomplished American phenom world champion. Like, it's not like Mikey has a bunch of stuff to like, he's never won anything. Like he's putting everything on the line to say, Hey, let's try and let's try and fight the best people in the world. That's completely different than you taking second or third place yes. for five years and saying, Hey, I'll challenge everybody. Yeah. That's the difference. And we've never had anybody like that in the sport ever at that weight and doing something that Mikey's doing in a super respectful way. 
that's a big deal. And everyone's going to love Mikey. He's going to blow up. Mark my words. All right, Bear, I'm going to ask you this now because we're talking about potential opponents. What are some matchups you would like to see? I want to hear Kyle's first, and then I'll, I'll go right after Kyle because we might be thinking of the same ones. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that I would love to watch. Uh, Mikey, definitely one of the guys is Keenan because, you know, um, I think that Mikey will match pretty well with him, you know, but of course, Keenan is also amazing. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a big one. That's two of the most famous Americans out there. Uh, Got the whole Barambolo thing. Roberto mm. got close to the Barambolo, That's as you exactly think. exactly why. <laughs> yeah. Keenan would do jiu-jitsu with you. Keenan wouldn't just try yes. and go on his knees and smash. Yes. He would do jiu-jitsu. Yes. Yeah. But Muhammad did jiu-jitsu with Mikey. Yeah, That's yeah. why it was beautiful. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mikey, do you think you could Barambolo Keenan? We'll see. We'll see. Why can't you first accept you? Any other uh, big guys that interest you guys? I think there's a lot of them. You know, I would say Meregali, but Meregali um, was defeated by Vitor, you know. So I think uh, uh, maybe Vitor would be the match right now because he just came off of a win, you know. Um, so I think Vitor, because he just beat the X number one, you know, would make more sense than Keenan now because Keenan just lost to Roberto. But I'm not sure if Vitor is willing to also... Do the match, I, we would never talk or anything. Victor Hugo's a big dude. I was there when he got on the scale. He weighed 255 pounds. What oh do you think God. about that one, Mike? Maybe you should take my words back. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said before, I'm on death row. Uh, I'll fight anyone right now. You know, um, Victor Hugo has in, incredible jiu-jitsu. You know, I really enjoyed his match with Marangali, and I respect him a lot. Yeah. You know, I respect all these guys a lot, you know. Um, it would be an honor to fight any of them. Ricardo's over on, Ricardo Amendolia is on the comments. He asked about Leandro Lowe. What do you think about that Oh, match? my God. That was... I was just about Leandro's to say just that. Am- I was just about to say as that. Well, that would be amazing. You know? Bear, what do you think about a Leandro Lowe matchup? Like, I was literally about to say that. That would be an amazing fight. That would be like an amazing, amazing fight. Amazing. Dream match. Keenan Leandro Lowe, amazing. Yep. Keenan Leandro, Victor Hugo. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys about a couple about weeks ago. I, the only reason why I say Victor Hugo, it, Victor Hugo is not like a dream match for me. It's just that currently he's been like kind of the number one since he won the number one, right? Yeah. He beat and Marigali. I want to prove that Mikey can beat anyone. So why not start right on top, you know? Uh, right into the fire. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys, a couple weeks ago, we all did our, our picks here about who we want to see. Uh, Chase wants to see you versus Octavio Nalati. What do you think about that matchup? Um, <laughs> thanks. I'm sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Another big guy like like Seif. Well, no, he's actually smaller than Seif. Is he smaller? Yeah, he's smaller. Yeah, how much is he weigh? Is he, is he, is he less, than, less than 400 pounds? He's less than Saif. I don't know how much Saif weighs, but yeah, Saif's the biggest. You already fought the biggest a guy out there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. It's just going down from here. There's nobody bigger than Saif, so, so you started at the top. <laughs> nice. He's not, he's not my – I mean, I mentioned him as uh, another option, but there are so many interesting there, matchups there's, when um, you open it up. Who are there, you thinking, Chase? Who are some uh, – I mean – I would love to see someone like Joel Gabriel Hosha. I mean, he's a huge, oh, huge man. guy. If we're, if we're trying to take on the biggest and the best, he's I, I up think there. we should stay like between 200 and 220. Okay, we'll bring it back down to maybe heavyweight or super heavy. Um, 
I mean, we mentioned Herberth earlier. Herberth's an insane Herberth was matchup. A good one, yeah. How how would you take on someone like Herberth, who's super aggressive, uh, has a great guard and great? He's gonna come as well. after you yeah. right off the right <laughs> off the bat. He's gonna come after you. How how are you gonna deal with that? Um, just into the fire. Um, just control him as much as I can. His initial explosion, you know. Uh, I feel like the big guys explode a lot in the beginning, yeah. and then they kind of slow down as the match goes on. And then I can get more windows to open up and get my own attacks going, you know. Um, it's just getting over that fear because they look scary, you know, and they're so big. But when it comes down to jiu-jitsu, then it doesn't matter who I'm fighting, you know. It just I just have to make it into a jiu-jitsu match, you know. I'm going to throw one out there. Somebody we're talking about guys who are going to do jiu-jitsu who have somebody who has really smooth jiu-jitsu and Felipe is a big Pena. guy. Felipe Pena. That's exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Because we talk about Gordon, Bouchesha. Uh, Herbert, yeah. so gotta be Felipe Pena, yeah, yeah. Cause Felipe Pena, man, he's he's got some technique. He's got technique like a little guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you think about that matchup, Kyle? That would be beautiful too, just like Leandro and Kenan. That would be beautiful jujitsu. You talked about like how everyone, no matter if they're Brazilians or Americans, they're all you know cheering for Mikey, but they're not cheering for Mikey. They're not cheering for the American or the Brazilian. They're cheering for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, so Felipe Pena, Leandro, Lo, Kenan, Mikey. Oh, my God. You can mix and match right there. A little tournament. Beautiful. I like the sound of that. A tournament. A real round robin action. <laughs> I'm Bear. not putting 10,000, okay? <laughs> Bear, what do you think about Mikey Felipe Pena? I think that would be amazing. Felipe's probably top five in the world, probably uh, maybe top five of in a, in a long time. So I think, like, mm-hmm. there's I, – I don't – I wouldn't say there – there's not many people that are at Felipe's level, like, really. Like, you have Bouchesha and you have – Felipe Pena and you have everybody else below that in all honesty so it's like if Mikey can match up against Felipe Pena like I don't like like it's hard to say like if he should even do jiu-jitsu anymore because he's going to be like one of the greatest of of all time like it's like it's he's already on track to being one of those guys but like it's just like I don't know it's just like it it blows my mind like I can't even really like like I can't even like think about like what happens if Mikey wins these matches you know like it's like we we have a lot of confidence confidence in him, but like if I was any of these guys, like I would take the fight now before Mikey explodes into becoming Absolutely. this mega 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 like person that Mikey doesn't want to fight in like mm-hmm. one in one year because Mikey's gonna explode and then it's gonna get to a point where Mikey's like tired of beating like the top three um at the t- top three absolute guy in the in the world. And and the fights are not going to make sense anymore. Like like I wouldn't be, be I wouldn't be telling Mike Mikey to fight anybody that doesn't make any sense because he's going to start he's just going to become this mega star that everyone loves because he's just trying to do jujitsu and fight the best people in the world without all the rules of not becoming the next weight class world champion. And once he does that, people won't be able to fight Mikey for free. You know, if they said, "Hey, I'll fight Mikey for free. You don't have to pay me." Like Mikey and Kyle, would be like, "It doesn't make any sense." So. Now is the only time for them to fight him, and Kyle can talk on that. I would add that it's much better for people to challenging him now than actually later on, because as he builds confidence, you know, and people know, like, like professional athletes know, when you have confidence, it's it's very hard to be defeated, you know. So I think if they want to beat him, right now is the time, you know, and that's why I'm putting ten thousand. And not 100K yet. Yeah. <laughs> in a couple of years, it might be 100K. <laughs> hey, so fans are, fans are coming in with some ideas. Uh, 
I'll just drop them. Just let me know what you guys think real quick. One of them was Hulk. Would you guys do a Hulk match? Yeah, absolutely. Hulk? Of course. All right. Uh, this th- Now they're getting a little smaller, but still bigger than you. Somebody said Tommy. What do you guys think about a Tommy matchup? Tommy Langacker. I love oh, Tommy. Tommy, though. He's my friend. Okay, so, so you're too too cool with Tommy. You guys are both bolo, bolo yeah. guys. I think middleweight has a lot of really fun options. Somebody though. said Levi here, who's another bigger Ooh, bolo guy. Getting lighter. That, might, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be cool, but I see Mikey fighting lightweight. You know, we want to win feather. Oh, like, okay, so he's going to go up and fight them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, so, what about like yeah. a JT Torres or Gabriel Largest? I, well, I, I think JT Torres would be a good match, yeah. and so we're is thinking, Gabriel Largest. We're yeah. thinking heavyweights now, though. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there's something else I want to talk with you guys about before before we get out of here. Because I think, Kylo, you've been outspoken on this topic before. There's the, the famous interview with Budo Jake from years <laughs> ago. Uh, Roberto made a statement at Who's Number One. If you can play the last uh, clip, LJ, the Roberto speech. There we go. Let's hear, hear what Roberto's got to say here. I don't want to judge people for what they've done in the past, but we need to stop steroids in jiu-jitsu for the young kids. Not for anyone who's an adult. If you're an adult, you have the right to do whatever the heck you want. You know, this is your life. But don't push on kids. And don't tell them that that's the only way they're going to be champions. Because I'm an example. Musumeci's an example. Musumeci's an example. You know, Lucas Lepri. Too many guys that have pushed themselves so hard so that they can give that example. They've given it to me, and I hope I can give it to the new generation. Yeah, so, like, um, my opinion on this, um, that's what this represents with me fighting open weight, fighting absolute. You know, I've never taken any supplement my whole life, uh, just weight protein, you know, uh, and me being able to compete with those guys, 245 pounds, that are so big, it shows that that's what jiu is about. It isn't about supplements. It isn't about steroids, you know. So I'm really against steroids because of... More that people believe that they need them. You don't need steroids, you know, and it honestly harms your body in the long term. Jiu-Jitsu is supposed to be a healthy lifestyle that you live with your whole life, you know. You're not supposed to do something that's going to harm your body, but short term you'll have good effects, you know. And it doesn't even help them short term as much, you know. It just makes people that take steroids more, I see it more as they look for a fix in their mind, you know. I don't... You don't, there is no shortcuts. You work hard and you keep working hard. There's no, oh, I'm tired. Uh, let me take this so I can recover more and train more. You know, um, you have every, everything's a part of everything, you know. And I feel like, um, this mindset of taking steroids and, um, we don't need that in this sport. We don't need that in jiu jitsu at all. And I feel like me competing in open way and possibly winning against some of these top opponents. We could show that no one needs steroids, you know, and I could be an example to the younger kids that like they don't need to do this, you know. Mikey's uh, carry on a kind of a legacy, Kyle, that is very strong in, in your lineage and your career. Um, give us your thoughts on the topic a little bit here. Yeah, when I um, first did that interview with Budo Jake back in the day, you know. Uh, I have been talking to IBJJF for years and years to implement, you know, USADA. And uh, when I did the interview live, first I was half booed, and only applause only came <laughs> after later, <laughs> you know. 
Um, <laughs> but after that, they had to cut the interviews. There were no more interviews after the event, <laughs> you know? The thing is, my... I, I'm not against people who take steroids. Yeah. If they want to take steroids, you know, that's up to them. Uh, the thing is, it damaged, you know, the sport because, you know, the youth look up to the athletes and the teachers. And if they're taking that, they're going to believe that they need that in order to be successful. I'm not talking about winning. I'm talking about being successful in business or, you know, being a role model, you know, and you don't need that, you know, because jujitsu is already such a big advantage. All you need is technique. And that's why I believe so much in Mikey, because I do believe that technique conquers all. Yeah, it's always been your thing. It's technique conquers all. I think the, the whole absolute thing plays into that. And like Mikey's saying, he just needs his technique. Uh let me ask you this. How prevalent – this is something that gets kicked around a lot. We talked about last week. How prevalent do you think it is in the sport? How common is it among top competitors? Um, I would say over 70% for sure of the top athletes. Not every black belt, obviously. Yeah. Talking about the top athletes, the ones who have a chance to win, I would say it's probably above 70%. Or maybe not anymore as often, but – used to be way above 70% back in the day. I've had athletes tell me that they were pressured to do them by training partners, coaches. Yes. Uh, Arm. Have yes. you been pressured, Mikey, in your career? I've never. Nobody's ever said, like, hey, Mikey, you need to do this stuff? No. No, never? I, no. What I know is when Mikey started training with me, I was forcing him to not even take whey protein. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> the opposite direction. Just pasta. It's like has to do with like how I was growing up, like by my parents. Yeah. I think my mom's watching this right now. Uh, but like. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs> like they always had me have like integrity and high morals. You know, um, find a way to be successful without taking shortcuts, without cheating. Yeah. In every aspect of life, you know. So that's why this is such a – when I first came to Black Belt, I thought that everyone that won Black Belt Worlds was on steroids, you know, and I, it made me in my mind feel like, crap, am I going to be able to do this? Me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it made you – it makes you feel like, wow, is this possible? Am I, is it, am I able to do this? Am I going to be physically strong enough? But it was because I still thought – that strength was so important with the positions yeah. instead of understanding the positions and positioning, which is a, t a billion times more important than any supplement or strength you have, you know? But once I had that mentality change, I stopped caring how much steroids the people I'm fighting are on because it doesn't matter their strength. I'm just as strong, if not stronger, because positioning, I'm correct. All right, so maybe some people are doing it wrong. If people, I mean, you're going out there, you're beating everybody, but you just eat pasta every day. Maybe they need to switch it up. Yeah. That's the real performance enhancer right that's there. That's the real performance enhancer. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, people say it's, you know, so many people do it, but, I mean, we just had an uh, event with the four guys in the main event. Appear to be clean to me, Nicholas, Keenan, Victor, Roberto. I mean, there's, guys, yeah. there's still guys out there doing it right, for of sure. Of course, but, but because, because Usada helped with that yeah you know and it's not like this the you know the best test there is because it's only unfortunately it's only urine but it does carry some of the people because often people get caught you know 
So, so it is cleaning a lot more than before, you know, and the new generation, like you said, Vitor Hugo, Meregali, uh, Roberto, you know, they, you know, they came when Usada was already established, you know, so it's nice. Yeah. I think it's funny, like, uh, I always make this joke with my friends, that during Pan Am's Europeans time, uh, like, people in black belt, even my division or so, they'll walk around chest up, like, like they're the strong guys, because they could be on cycle. But then when Worlds comes around um, and there's no cycle, I walk around chest <laughs> up, arms up, and they're like heads down. <laughs> All right. And That's then... so true. That's so true. Fair. What's your what's your thoughts on it? No, I think I think Kyle's. I think Kyle hit it right on the money. Right. Like it's not like oh you're not against steroids. If you want to take steroids, that's completely up to you. There's like we, you got no issue. We got no issue with it. But when it comes to like the rule set and competing and. Um, competing under a, a rule set that doesn't allow steroids, then you shouldn't be able to play, you know, and that's just the rules, right? And I mean, um, and then it goes back to the same thing where it's like, okay, you can be on a cycle and you could be killing it at Europeans and Brazero, and then you have to cycle off because world championships come in. And then like Mikey said, like you can see athletes, they're just like completely deflated, deflated because they, they've been on a cycle all year and they're on a, they're cycling off so they don't pop for USADA. You know, and then, you know, they're like, how did that guy not compete so well? Like he smashed everybody in Europeans and Brasileiro, but like now mentally they're broken because they don't have steroids, you know, and um, it's not so much maybe like their body's not as good. It's just like you're missing a drug that you um, or an enhancement thing that's that you're so used to. So and I think yeah. that's I think that's a, And I think Kyle's like you guys are even touching on a mic. Like I think in general, it's like you have guys like Mikey, Bouchesha, um, Roberto, all these guys that have took Busada like every single time. Bushash has taken like six or five tests consistently and he passes them, right? And the same, any, anybody that can pass the test, you got my respect, right? You, 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 you pass the test, right? And then the, on the flip side, like if you're, a, like I think the culture of it is the bigger thing, right? If you're a big team, if you're promoting this culture, I'm not saying you're saying, hey, go take steroids. If you know that, you know, 15 of your athletes are on steroids and this is the culture you're kind of you're you're letting happen like that's you know it's kind of like a part of the culture of a team and you know the teams run the sport you know and i think that's a big part of it the conversation that we're not even having like you know with all the negative perspective you know like um it's very bad for their bodies long term you know so i really think that it has to be way more monitored because it's gonna hurt people in the long term maybe right now they want to do it for a shortcut to make money to do things like that but we have to look out for athletes best interest in the future you yeah know? all right uh tommy langacker's in the comment he's saying that you should have done the matrix back take against ali when you had the elma platter what do you think about that I know I have to talk to him about that. Yeah, he's got to give me some suggestions for that spot. <laughs> That's a long way to go around to get around. <laughs> it's a problem. We actually Tom... worked on it the night before. Yeah, the night before we started working it. But Tommy, the problem is the bud grip is so freaking tall that it's hard to reach for the bud grip. You know, so I have to work on altering that to get to the bud grip because it's so freaking tall. All right. Uh, I guess one last thing I want to leave out on here. This has been asked several times in the comments. Everyone's asking. Are we going to see you do ADCC in your career? 100%. 100%? I mean, because you're getting bigger anyways. Uh, 100% ADC next year. 2021, we're going to see you in This there. year when I watched ADCC, like, really, I cried watching the ADCC because I really felt like I could have uh, done really well in the division. When's the last time you did Nogi? I know you've competed in Nogi, but when? Uh, 2016 Nogi Worlds, right? Nogi Worlds, yeah. He won the Nogi Worlds. 
Just two weeks training Nogi. <laughs> All right, so 2021, we're going to be I seeing... love Nogi. I just never train it, you know, but I think I'm better at Nogi than Gi. Because he doesn't even grip on the Gi. It's, it, you know, it's not... He, he, he loves Nogi grips, so it's very easy for him to transition. Bear, Mikey at ADCCC, 66 kilograms. What are you thinking about this? And we'll do open weight ADCC also. Open weight ADCC. All right. Oh, there it is. All right, Bear, let's go. No, man, I think I think it's I think it's one of those titles that I think Mikey would love to have in his in his in his resume. You know, like, but I think in all honesty, I think I I I think at this point, and Kyle probably has you know some similar even like uh, interesting points on is I think Mikey is I think he's a part of a new generation, and he's going to lead the new generation of what it is to become a mega athlete in jujitsu. And I don't think it's so much world championship driven or ADCC champion driven. Like he wants to be the best in the, the best in the world. And if these organizations are going to like minimize him to compete against these guys, like in all honesty, I'm Mikey's sponsor. So Mikey can compete in zero more world championships and he can fight the best people in the world in something else. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's what the fans would want to see is Mikey against the best people in the world. And I'm hoping, you know, the world championship will, will allow him to do that. But I think he's going to evolve the sport to become more of a peer to peer sport to where people are just tuning in to watch the best fights anywhere. And I think Mikey's going to help lead this new revolution of like, you know, ADCC title is great. IBJJF world title is great. That's what every dream athlete like shoots for. But who's to say Mikey's just not doing something with the top guys in the world, six or eight men, and they're just they're just trying to compete for the world, right? And they're all getting paid, right? Like, and that, I think that's I think that's something to say. I mean, that, at least for me, that's me being a sponsor, me being a fan. You know? How do you so. how do you think? Do you think the absolute will be easier or harder in Nogi? Um, it's just different, you know. Um, maybe easier with guard retention and things like that because there's no grips. So, I. I can't say. I think that maybe attacks will be a little harder because they could slip away if they're slippery, right? But just like the gi, we just have to adjust for the game, right? So what would it mean to you? I mean, obviously you're a three-time world champion, the gi already. What would it mean to you to get that ADCC title, the major no-gi one? Um, again, for me, I actually, yeah, for ADCC, it would be a big thing for me because I love that title. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I liked ADCC more than IBGCF World. You know, because I love Nogi when I was a kid, like watching it, Marcel Garcia. It's a spectacle. It's a big it's thing. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it would be incredible. Kyle, what do you think about Mikey doing that tournament? Uh, how do you think? I'm actually not thinking at all about it. Yeah, you know, so I love that way. about right my 10,000. Yeah, I think you about know? Herbert Santos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I make it to next year, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be alive That's after true. This you got to survive Herbert Santos potentially on the way I'm there. I'm on so. death row. Yeah. <laughs> Death Row, Bolo, Mikey's on, okay, to sum up this episode, Mikey's on Death Row and in Bolo Prison. And Omo Prison, because I lost Omo Padamid Ali. <laughs> and, o- and Omo Prison, okay. A lot of jail references. A lot of, <laughs> lot of jail time. Yeah. I'll get early parole we if get... I make it up in another match. <laughs> yeah, free Mikey, hashtag free Mikey, let this guy out of jail. Uh, Kyle Terra, 10, 10K on the line. Nobody will accept it. I've been trying to find people. Nobody wants to really fight Mikey. They don't want to put it on the line. They don't want to get embarrassed by losing to a little guy. Kyle's willing to put up 10K. That's how confident he is. ADCC 2021, potentially Brazilian national, potentially PANS open class. What do you got to say, Chase? Well, it's been an illuminating episode, man. I cannot wait to see you take on uh, these super fights, enter some more tournaments. ADCC is in the back of my mind as well. 
But uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for coming on. Kyle, uh, I mean, uh, Bear, what do you got to say on the way out? Uh, let, let's add to Kyle's 10,000. All the other sponsors in the world, you know who you are. I'll add to, te- I'll add to Kyle's 10,000. Let's make it another 10,000, 20,000. Amazing. Best Bear. person in the world. Contact Kyle. Let's make the fights happen. Let's do it. Kyle, you got anything to say to the fans on the way out? Um, guys, jiu-jitsu is amazing. Keep on training. You know, we all love this art. No disrespect to anyone. There's a lot of great athletes, great people, you know. But um, I'm with Mikey all the way. You know, I believe in jiu-jitsu. I believe in him. And I believe in all the things that we're doing, you know. Mikey Musumeci, what do you think? And say something to the fans before we close this out. Yeah, like, um, I have no disrespect toward anyone. I respect everyone, you know. So I don't want anyone to feel disrespected by us doing this, you know. Um, I'm just having so much fun fighting the best people in the world, you know. It doesn't ma- and showing myself that I could face anyone, you know. Uh it's incredible. I really respect. I think everybody will agree that we respect you putting in a line for pushing yourself, uh chasing new challenges, new new achievements, you know. That's what it's about, you yeah. know. That's what Jesus is about. Um like Bear said, I could just stay in my division for the next 10 years and just do that, but for me, facing new obstacles, new challenges, that's what makes it exciting for me, you know? Yeah. And that's what makes me want to continue to train. That's what makes me excited, like, when I first got my black belt or when I was a lower belt to train because of these new challenges and obstacles. So I'm so excited. All right. Hey, athletes out there, if you want to accept this challenge, maybe make a little uh, video, put it on Instagram, tag Flow Grappling. We'll share that thing. We'll see. We'll maybe let the fans vote. We'll see who people want. Free Mikey. Get him out of Bolo prison. We're going to break this guy out of jail soon. Bear, thank you very much. Chase, Kyle, and Mikey, thanks, thanks for coming thank to town. Guys. Thank you so much. LJ, thanks, man. We're done.